Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Bob Stoffer joining you from Washington, D.C. It's 1233 at Edmonton, 233 out east. I regret to inform you because I know that uh, it's it's not pretty back at Edmonton. It is unbelievable here. Uh, close to 70 to 75 degrees in the United States. So it's just gorgeous out right now, which is what nobody wants to hear. But that's the reality of the situation. Edmonton Oilers coming off a poor performance. No other way to say it. They got spanked on Saturday, six to two, by the uh, Dallas Stars. Got lots of people saying, "Bob, you got to remember the Oilers uh, don't play well in matinees." Well, they better start finding ways to play well in matinees because there's going to be matinee games. Guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night of the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. And we want to remind you again, the best fans in the game need the best content. Go live and behind the scenes. Oilers Plus. You access live practice coverage, pre- and post-game shows, uh, original series, uh, long-format interviews coming up shortly. Subscribe now at OilersPlus.com using the promo code all caps. Oilers now for a free three-day trial. All right, we head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline for our friends at Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a Legacy Legacy Heating and Cooling. And we welcome back to the show Oilers Now insider John Shannon, who's back in T.O. after a week in Edmonton. John, how you doing? I'm great, Bob, but I want to know, why do you torment people in Edmonton by telling them how great the weather is in Washington? <laughs> See, I remember having this conversation with Pat LaForge, and he's like, why you know, Why do you Bob, torment play- people? He, uh, well, I, I actually feel like guilty about it because, you know, I got a family and my <laughs> wife's at home with my kids and, you know, it's a snow day in the Stauffer household. That's all I'm going to tell you uh, for school. And Tori does it all online anyways these days. You can do that now in university. But I, I, I you, you know me, John, I, I generally because I'm the driver in the Stauffer household. Yeah. Right. So I, like, don't get me wrong. My wife drives, but. She she likes driving in the summer more than the winter, and not that she's. I just I get a little concerned, and I it was, you know the well you saw what happened with the short park crusaders saturday night their yeah. their bus hit yep. the you know hit drove off the road, and thankfully nobody was seriously hurt, and um, it was. You know, we, I think we left Saturday night. We, we finally got airborne about 8, 8.30, right as the Alabama LSU game went to overtime, which, so you know how excited I was by that. 
and uh, got into Washington, D.C. We gained an hour because of daylight savings time. But you know what? And then it was just a complete opposite here. You know, you landed and it, it literally was like the weather we expected. We're going to Tampa Bay tonight, John. I expected it in Tampa Bay, not in Washington. It is. Yeah. What's it, what's it like? In, is it unseasonably warm in Ontario right now, too? I don't want to talk about it because I don't want to get people mad at me in Edmonton. You know, I, you know, I can't believe. You know, I mean, it's bad enough the Oilers lost two games the way they lost, and now you're telling me how great the weather is everywhere else. But <laughs> I, I just can't believe you. You know, I mean, why? You're, why that is salt? That is salt and wounds, Bob. What are you doing? I, I'm you're smarter telling than you, that. You're, you're you're stirring it up. I love it. All right. Well, <laughs> well I didn't even. Uh, I didn't we'll even get mention, to Connor McDavid. I didn't, I didn't even mention LSU yet. So. Yes. Well, they deserve to win. They went for the two points. Good for them. That's that's hey, I I can appreciate coaching like that when you go for it. Uh, we'll get to the, the, uh, Connor and the 500 games in a second, and uh, Brendan's just whipping in here to put some audio together for us. So because uh, we've got a lot of different perspectives on it, but I I, I, I gotta we gotta start with what happened against Dallas. Uh, you were in town for the week. It was the Oilers Hall of Fame week. I know you were involved in a lot of events. Uh, some of them with me, some of them without me, but just the thought on on what we saw over the course of the two losses against New Jersey and Dallas well it was four bad periods in a row you, you know this was a team that uh, uh, at the, up three to one against New Jersey and then uh, got paralyzed with those two goals in seven seconds and never recovered and never recovered on Saturday as well just it was there was it was a, a terrible effort it, it, it was um, not something that we uh, have seen very often in the last, you know, season and a bit. And I, what I would say, or even since Jay took over, is probably a best, better way to put it. Uh, but it was an effort that you're going, well, guys, come on. There, there, there's there's got to be more there, particularly at home, where home is supposed to be an advantage. And so right now, they have a less than 500 winning record at home. Um. I'm just going to shoot some stuff your way. You tell me whether you're, you think I'm out to lunch or I'm on to something. You're ready to go. Top two teams currently in the Atlantic Division are Boston and Detroit. New head coach in Boston, right, with Jim Montgomery. New head coach yep. in Detroit. Uh, top two teams in the Central Division are Dallas and Winnipeg, both with two new head coaches. Pete DeBoer, who's had a lot of history turning teams around quickly and, and having success in his first year, and then Winnipeg getting Dallas's old head coach, Rick Bonesso, albeit he's missed some games. Uh, Vegas and Seattle are, you know, and I, I don't even, I, I, Vegas is the top team in the Pacific. They're playing great. They're 11-2. and two. They've got a new coach, Bruce Cassidy, who was let go by Boston. Uh, new Jersey, Lindy Ruff, they, you know, they, they finally think that they're playing the style they wanted to play. And is there an Andrew Burnett factor with what New Jersey's doing? Is there, is there something you think to maybe the message that gets delivered because we saw that impetus with Jay Woodcroft. He came in and gave the players one, and, and it's been missing from Edmonton's game so far. He said the work back to the puck needed to improve for the Oilers when he took over. So they focused on taking time and way, time and space away, John, on guys off the rush when they attack in the Oilers zone with the forwards backtracking. And I think that's been lax here to start the season. So do you think there's something to that, that there's maybe a little new messaging helps? What do you think? Well, I, I do think new voices help. Uh, I don't think there's any question. Um, and, and, and basically what you look at is all, all the teams you mentioned that were at the top of the standings, um, 
when you think of, and maybe Detroit's the exception, but you go to Boston, you go to Dallas, you go to Vegas, um, and Winnipeg, uh, you know, there were foundations in place. And, and the frustration of management and ownership was is that they weren't getting to the next level and a new voice was needed. All these coaches that are succeeding now, you know, Montgomery, Bonus, DeBoer, Cassidy, uh, are taking advantage of foundations that were built by the previous regime. Uh, and then they're tweaking it. And then, and, you know, I, I look at Dallas as a great example, as Pete DeBoer wants to open it up. And, and that's a group of players that are, are relieved to know that they can open it up, but they also understand the defensive foundation that Rick Bonus built for them. So from, from that perspective, uh, it, it is a new voice helps but it's also built on a really strong foundation, and I think that's important to acknowledge. Winnipeg's almost the exact opposite. That was a team that was loosey-goosey, and then Rick Bonus comes to town and, and creates more accountability for the players. And, and that's, that's really the, the hard part to measure. Because the coaching staffs that were in all these other cities, it's like musical chairs, they haven't become good coaches overnight or bad coaches overnight. What has happened is, is that the, you know this is a players-run league, and players need to hear voices and players get shocked into being better or worse than they are because they realize they cost somebody their job. John, what would you respond to the texters that are saying, come on, Stoffer, quit sugarcoating the problem. Jack Campbell has not delivered yet for the Oilers. He's 5-3 and three this year with a 4.2 goals against average, 874 save percentage. And it started there, and that's what undermined Edmonton's success Saturday afternoon against Dallas. How would you respond to that, John? Well, I, you know, I stood beside Jack after the game in the dressing room when he said, uh, I have been pathetic. Uh, and you have to admire his honesty. He, he said that uh, the team has not seen his best. Uh, that's obviously correct. Uh, the, the frustration is for Jack, at, even at times on Saturday, he made two or three great saves and then, you know, he whiffed on one and then one bounced off the post and off his body. And, you know, it's... It's taking time to learn the new system, the defensive system. It's taking time to understand what uh, Dustin Schwartz is wanting to get out of him. Um, but Jack's, Jack's been accountable. It's difficult to, it's, it, you know, is it, is it perfect goaltending? No, but it's also difficult to criticize, you know, a lot when he still has a rick winning record. And the team, and he made key saves at key times in those five victories, Bob. You know, I, I, my bias is I like Jack. I know Jack. Uh, I know how hard he's worked to fight through all of the demons that he has had in his life to get to this point. And I yep. believe that he's in a much better place this time around uh, to fight through it and be focused and be better when the Oilers really need him. And you know my theory on this. I, when the Oilers signed Tyson Berry, I got the little warning shots from you know, so, some of the Toronto guys that were around. Some, from some of the Toronto, oh, he was wasn't very good in Toronto. And then when he started slow his first year, and he did start slow, I told you he wasn't very good. And then Tyson Berry ended up leading the league in defense scoring that year. When Cody Ceci yeah. was here, they're like, well, he wasn't good enough to play in Toronto. 
goes to Pittsburgh. He was probably their most consistent defenseman. And he got a, like, Barry got a one-year deal. You know, uh, CeCe got a four-year deal. And so out of the gate, you know, the Oilers, even though they had a decent record, there was some belief that that CeCe was just okay early. And they're like, see, we told you CeCe wasn't that. And then by the end of the year, nobody was saying anything because CeCe was pretty good for the Oilers. Now it brings yeah. us, the moment the Oilers signed Campbell, it's like, well, he wasn't very good in Toronto. And I'm like, and so sure enough, he gets off to a slow start. And you know, a couple of the same guys. See, I warned you. I warned you about yeah. Campbell and right. And I'm like, well, how about yeah. we play? first like, of all, he, you know, Jack Campbell. Jack Campbell went to the All Star game on merit last year. Yeah, uh, it was it wasn't a gift. He was there on merit. Uh, at a certain point, he was one of the top five goaltenders in the league. But he he. he uh, he, he, he fell off a cliff at a, uh, after the All-Star game, and, and it took him another month to get back into form. And they did not lose that series to Tampa because of Jack Campbell. He was very good in the series. This will, right. he, 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 will, he will be fine. He will be fine. This is where you sit and remind everybody an 82-game schedule is a marathon, not a sprint. And, and by the way, Jack Campbell was not alone Saturday afternoon. That's where I wanted to go perfect. next. You know, they, he wasn't. They, you know, there were lots of guys, if, 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 you know, on that on that line that says, okay, you, you know, everybody who didn't play very well stepped forward. Oof, boy, I'll tell you what, there'd be a lot of guys out of the 20 putting one step forward and nobody moving. Well, and, and again, I mean, think of Toronto the last two years in the playoffs. Carey Price stones them in the final three games. Guess who had the highest uh, save percentage in the playoffs in 2021? Jack Campbell in Toronto. Yeah. He had yeah. the actual highest save percentage during the playoffs. So your problem was they couldn't get out of that round. And then last year, he goes up against Vasilevsky, who's arguably the best goaltender in the world. And Price, yeah. for that three-game window, might have been the best goalie in the world. So it's just, it's it's kind of, been, you know, and and, I, and I'm totally with you, John. The whole team well, wait, Bob, well, let's, They let's, were let's, red, let's look, rotten against Dallas. Yeah. And let, let's look, like, like this is, the ebbs and flows of fans right now, like, everywhere is unbelievable. I mean, look look what we were, we were talking about. Is Sheldon in trouble in Toronto two weeks ago? Now, you know, Philadelphia, Boston, Carolina, without without either of his best goalies, you know, all of a sudden, there's there's no talk of that in Toronto. When Mike Sullivan came to came to Edmonton, you know, this was this was one of the hottest teams in hockey. They went, <laughs> haven't won since. They haven't won. They haven't won a game since they came to Western Canada and the, and the Pacific Northwest. I mean, this the ebbs and flows of the National Hockey League are um, truly amazing, and and there has to be a level of patience involved. Uh, every time, and then, then you know, be patient with the Oilers. I, you know, this this is a really good test. I mean, Washington's a good example of a team that has it hasn't got its groove yet either. Where all the good things they do, you don't lose at home to Arizona. Well, they did. You know, Tampa's been up. So and are down. the Leafs. You know, those are, and and so are the Leafs. Yeah. So I mean, gosh, it's it, let's let's uh, let's judge it in its entirety before we throw the baby out with the bathwater. Well, John, you and me are no longer babies, uh, but the reality of the situation... I'm, I'm, I'm pretty young. Between the two of us, we probably got about 120 years on this planet. So <laughs> I, I, I feel... I certainly feel comfortable in judging players over the last 45 years myself. 
Like, I, I can go back into the mid-70s fairly comfortably. And I bring this up because this is game number 500 for Connor McDavid. He's at 722 career points uh, going into tonight's game. Sydney had 706. Sydney benefited his first couple of years. There were probably double the power. Well, there is. There, there is double the power plays per game back then that there is today. However, today the five-on-five scoring is much higher than it was back when Sid played. Um, you know, and I, I would say over the course of the last 45 years, and, and John, we had Wayne on the show, as you know, on Friday. Um, I, I, you know, I don't know if we've seen a more advanced a player this fast, this skilled. It hasn't resulted in a Stanley Cup championship, but to me, that's a reflection on the organization, not on Connor. Where are we at in terms of with this guy? I mean, suffice to say, fair to say, generational superstar at minimum? Oh, no question. You know, know, he's, as an individual player, um, you know, he's on that that line of of, uh, ascension that has Wayne and Mario and Sydney on it. There's no question in my mind uh, that that's how, that's how good he is. The, the issue of the team side is something that develops. I mean, every time we go into this discussion, I remind the people that Mario Lemieux did not make the playoffs for the first five years, didn't make the playoffs for the first five years when he was in the National Hockey League. Uh, you, you know, if you, if, if, if as great, and we, we kind of get reminded every time there's an Oiler alumni event, Wayne Gretzky, as great as he was, was surrounded by, what, eight other Hall of Famers? Uh, so Sometimes you have Famers, to remind I mean, the Hall of Famers of that, John. I know. I, I know. And so so that's, so, you know, in, in my mind, Connor is, Connor's right now, what they've done in the last two years in, Adding Kane, adding Hyman, giving Nugent Hopkins a new lease on life in so many ways uh, on the wing, and 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 Leon, they're starting to be that that core of guys that are going to get this hockey club and Connor to the next level. I do think, believe it or not, I I know as good as Connor's been, and I don't think we. I think the night against Nashville on Tuesday was something that was truly re- remarkable with those two guys. Con- Connor can get better, and you know what? You know what the fascination about it is. He knows it too. He knows that he can get better, and will work at it until he does get to that level. No question. I want to read you a text. This just tells you where. And people have lots of perspectives and suggestions. And and hey, I mean, not only are you our Oilers now insider, but you're a chief political correspondent. And tomorrow down here in the United States is a massive day. This texter comes in out of Edmonton. He says, "Great show. Listen all the time. A veteran coach and better goaltending is required. The same issue as always. It seems Mike Babcock is perfect to corral these stars and introduce them to a winning system. There." There's no patience remaining with the fans. Sorry, the time is uh, now to win. Uh, I I got to tell you, I like Mike Babcock. I, I kind of think that Mike, I don't think Mike's as terrible person as some people made him out to be out there. I do think he could be a successful coach. But 
wasn't Jay Woodcroft kind of the mat and Dave Madsen kind of the magic elixir last year? Seven twenty four winning percentage. <laughs> like they went twenty six nine and three with the guy. So we're at seven and five, and the team hasn't played anywhere near to its capabilities uh, defensively. They've had a one of the two goalies have a tough start, <laughs> and we're saying nope. Now we need Mike Babcock. You gotta love it, don't you, John? God bless the hockey fans in Edmonton. Truly. I, 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 and I, every time I come out, Bob, the passion that exudes out of every seat of that building, every time I walk down the street, the passion that exudes from every fan, you think that's what a hockey city's like. And every, you're right, everybody is entitled to an opinion. Everybody can understand what's going on. But I'll tell you what, Everybody should understand it's an 82-game schedule. And the ebbs and flows in a league that will be much more equal this year. There's a lot, you know, we're not going to see some some teams with, with as bad as Detroit and Buffalo and even Seattle were last year. We're not seeing that. So, you know, every night's going to be tougher. Every night's going to be tougher. Seven and five, and the team has not played to its potential is not a bad scenario. Is it great? No, it's not great. Do the players know it? Absolutely. Do I expect more out of them? Yeah, I expect more out of them. And that will come. And so does the coaching staff. And the coaching staff will tell you they expect more out of themselves too. So, I mean, hey, it's, it's only November the 7th. November the 7th. Let's be patient. One final one for you. So you're in Edmonton for a week. We did a lot of events uh, around the Ryan Smith, Lee Fogelin, uh Oilers Hall of Fame uh, inductions. Do you have a, a, a favorite story, PG-13, that you could relate from the weekend? Uh, the only one I would tell is, it, is that I was, I was so impressed. I mean, Yari Curry, Paul Coffey, Stevie Steos, you know, I spent a lot of time with with those guys in and around the event. Kevin as well. And the only thing I can think of, it, the reverence, the reverence they spoke of Lee Fogle. Yeah. It truly was, uh, and I, I mean, I had seen it firsthand. But you're, you know, I don't, you don't get invited in the room in 1980 or 81 or 83 or 84 very often. But the reverence that these guys spoke of with Lee. And I was so happy for Lee and his family to have enjoyed it as much as they did. The smile on his face, the smile on his wife's face and, and, his, and, and his son and their family. That to me, gosh, that's what hockey's all about, Bob. For someone who never looked for rewards, to get a reward that the Euler fans and the Euler organization and, and his former teammates gave him must have been a... A dream come true for, for Lee Fogler. Great stuff, John. Thanks for your time. Enjoy Washington, Bob. We will talk tomorrow about some other political stuff, and we'll see if we uh, agree. 
<laughs> I have a feeling if you're a Democrat, it might not be a great day down here in the U.S. tomorrow. i just getting that sneaking suspicion. All right, that's our NHL insider, John Shannon, for Legacy Heating and Cooling. It's 12.55 in Edmonton. I want to remind you that guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse open Tuesday through Saturday from 5 until 10 p.m. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night in the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. We'll step out for two minutes and get to a text or two and re-return on Oilers now. Leon Drysaddle. The Edmonton Oilers opening up a four-game road trip tonight in Washington. Leon on a seven-game point streak, five goals and 15 points. Al May coming up today at 105, longtime Washington Capitals broadcaster. 135 today, Colin Chalk from an update on the farm. But at this time, uh, we are going to get to the Oilers Now Injury Report. It's brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. Trent Brown, Jim Brown and the gang, James H. Brown, they will take care of you. It's just simple. They're the best. They're the best at what they do, and they get you the best results. And they got the most experience. And uh, the Oilers are relatively healthy. Tyler Benson is close to a return, probably uh, seven to ten days. He was uh, doing testing yesterday morning before the Oilers uh, practice that would basically test his level of explosiveness coming off uh, a lower body injury. Not playing this weekend down in Bakersfield. Edmonton Oilers uh, first round pick 2019. Philip Roberg will get a further explanation on that coming up from Colin Chalk. We will head off to a global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson and return with Al May when we return on Oilers now.